Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Continues to lift a shout for God right now at this moment. Can we just have a standing applause for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, because we have an affirmation and encouragement that he's not dead. Can we make more noise than that? Can we make more noise than that? This is the reason for our faith. He's not dead. Tell someone he's not dead. They thought he was, but he's not dead. He is not dead. You may have your seats. Welcome to our Easter Sunday service here at the Gap Church. Um, We want to say thank you so much for joining us. Can we just give a hand for the worship team, for uh, PVIM as well, for that amazing ministration? Um, Honestly, um, this is such a monumental day because this is a day that allows us to understand and um, and remember why, our why. This is our why. This is our why. And so I don't have too much time. My job is really going to just be to give us understanding of why we are celebrating today. Amen? So uh, I want us to bow our heads as uh, we just pray. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you, God, for this glorious day that we can join in and celebrate, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, even as... Your spirit is already moving in this room, God. We just pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you begin to speak to every single heart in this room, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, as we take today to remember not just the resurrection, God, but also the crucifixion, God, and the fact that the devil thought he had us. The devil thought the plan was over. But Heavenly Father, God, we knew that that was not the end of the story. And so, Heavenly Father, God, even as we reflect, God, and as we worship and as we celebrate, God, we pray, Heavenly Father, God, the seed that is supposed to be deposited into every single person's heart, Heavenly Father, God, we will not miss it, O God. We pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that this day will not just be an encouragement or a celebration, God, but this will be a day, Heavenly Father, that we remember, God, that the same power that was used to resurrect your son is the same power that lives within us, God. And because of that, in any situation, we can reference this day and say, God, that same power that you used to resurrect your son, I need that same power today. God, we say thank you once again. Even as the word goes forth, Heavenly Father, God, we pray for every single heart and every single ear that will be fertile soil, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Say to your neighbor one more time, he's not dead. Um, welcome to the Gap Church. My name is uh, David Oluodara Ropotusen, and I'm one of the leaders here at the Gap Church, and I have the privilege of sharing the word on this glorious day, and I'm not going to take too much of your time um, because uh, it's, it's, I don't want to waste any time, and I want us to get straight to the point. And so um, the theme for today's, uh, for our service for Easter Sunday here at the Gap Church is what? What is it? Death, where is your sting? Death, where is your sting? We're going to do three things um, before the end of this service, and it's going to be just a progression. Number one, we're going to check our faith. Check our faith. Number two, we are going to um, observe and understand what does it really mean when it says, death, where is your sting? And then we're going to take an intentional moment of remembrance, an intentional moment of celebration. Amen? So I want us to open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15. Funny enough, I think um, Abby uh, prayed from this scripture. And so uh, we already know that there's some unity in this service. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 15, 12 to 14. 1 Corinthians 15, 12 to 14. Thank you, uh, media team. It says, now if Christ, this is Paul speaking. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised 
from the dead. How do some, some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Verse 14. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Bless the reading of God's word. See, what Paul is saying here today is simply this. If there's anyone in this room that does not believe that it's possible for a man that is dead to come back to life, then check your faith. Then check your faith. Even in today's time, if you do not believe that a man that is sentenced to death, a man that is, 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 is done, can come back to life, then check your faith. Why is this? Because what we believe today is based on resurrection. And so if you do not believe that a situation that is dead can be resurrected, it's in turn saying that you don't believe in this faith, that Jesus Christ was resurrected. The very bounds, the very why of why we believe is because not only did he die, but he was now, he came to life. And so what Paul is saying is that if you don't believe that, if it's hard for you to come to terms with that, Every single person that was martyred, every single person that has come on a platform in a Bible study, a Bible teaching, whatever it is, has all been living a lie, has all been preaching for no reason. That every single person that believed in this faith that was killed was killed for nothing. And so I want us to understand and, and have faith in this that, yes, check your faith. Do I really believe that one can be resurrected? But number two, affirm your faith and know that the bounds of our why is the resurrection. And so in any situation that you encounter in life, you can always reference the why of your faith. Amen? Amen. And so in any situation that may come in front of you, in anything that may come to terms or is complicated in your life, you can look and say, the, the, the foundation of my belief is that he was crucified, he was in a grave, three days later, the grave was empty. It wasn't a stolen body. It wasn't a misplaced body. But three days later, we see a living man walking, a walking testament. And so in any situation that you may have in your life, you can reference that why. So, now we move on to this purpose or this theme of death, where is your sting? Death, where is your sting? I want us to understand, if you've been able to study your Bible uh, um, well enough, that before the resurrection of Christ, death had so much power. I'll say it again. Before the resurrection of Christ, death had so much power. And I'll give us some understanding. You see, Adam committing the sin in the Garden of Eden brought in death. But you know what's so funny about death is that death is only relevant because of God. I'll say that one more time. Death is only relevant because of God. In the scripture of 1 Corinthians, you'll see this. And I'll just paraphrase it for you so you know what Paul says. It said, sin gave death its sting, while the law gives sin its power. I want you to really think about that. Sin, if you commit a sin, it gives death power. But because of the standard, the justness, the sovereignty of God, 
That's why sin has power. If there is no law, if there is no standard, sin has no power. The only reason why we can identify something as a sin is because there's a standard, right? So if you take away the standard, then sin has no power. And so ultimately, because of the justness of God and how just he is and how sovereign he is, the moment that sin has power, it now gives death its sting. And so for every single person pre-existing before Jesus Christ came into the scenario or anything, they were taunted left and right with death. That was, that was the accuser. Death was all they were taunted with. This is it. If you, if you mess up, death. That's all they were taunted with. And so I want us to read the scripture as I progress. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 to 22. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 to 22. It says, For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Amen? And so why did Jesus die? Why did he have to die? Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. Goes back to what I was saying. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Until Jesus came, death was the conclusion for everyone. The fear of most men was death. But we thank God that he's a promise keeper. Amen? And, and, and I'm going to expantiate on that. We're going to be opening up the Bible a little bit. Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15. It says, this is, this is God speaking the moment that Adam and Eve had sinned in the Garden of Eden. Because I want you to understand the why of Jesus having to come and die is because of the sovereignty, the justness, and the fact that God is a promise-keeping God. It says this. This is God talking to the serpent. He says in the Garden of Eden, I will make you and the woman hostile towards each other. I will make your descendants and her descendants hostile towards each other. Now, this is what the scripture says. He will crush your head. So the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And it says to the serpent, you will bruise the heel. Now, when I read this scripture, many of us may say, and if we've seen this before, it can confuse many of us and think to ourselves, like, okay, so the man crushes the head of the serpent, but the serpent still gets to bruise the man. So is it really, that sounds like a pretty, like, no, it doesn't sound like there's a winner. But when you look into the definitions and look into the, to the, the meanings of these words, if you think about crushing something, it's fatal. But if you think about a bruise, it can be healed. So crushing, it's it. But a bruise, it may be a, just a little bit there, but at some point, it will heal. And so the moment that Jesus was pinned upon that cross, that was the moment that the enemy had bruised the heel of mankind. But the moment he got up was the final crushing, the final blow. That's why it was a bruise and that's why it was a crush. 
And so from that moment, we are now in a fixed fight. Tell your neighbor we're in a fixed fight. We are in a fixed fight. And so what the devil used to torment us with, what the devil used to wave around in our faces before Jesus and say, death, 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 it no longer has a sting anymore. I'll give you an understanding of this. When I was younger, I, I, I mean, I still kind of have, it depends, it depends on how I feel. But I, I, was, I was very afraid of wasp. This is real. This has nothing, like, this is not because of death or interesting. This is real, real life. Real life. Um, when I was in fourth grade, I remember I was running and I was playing football. And so happily, I was catching the football and a wasp literally flew in and I crushed it right there and it stung me. And I remember I was in the nurse's office that day and I was just like so, I was like so sad and my arm was puffing up and just like, it was just, I was just like, wow, like this, this is, I never want to be stung by a wasp again. I don't ever want to encounter a wasp. And, and so, it's so funny because it seemed like for the next few years I would always encounter something that would sting me. I remember I was at Hurricane Harbor, not knowing how to swim. Um, Hurricane Harbor and I remember I was waiting in line to go down a slide. And I put my hand down on the bar only for me to put my hand down on a bee and be stung. And so for such a long time, I began to walk around every time in my parents' home, I would see a wasp nest. We got to get that down. Every time I would see a bee, ooh, we're going back into the car. I am not touching it. And you see, I want us to relate this to this story because this is what the devil would do. He would wave death around and people would be fearful. But you see, when Christ went to the cross and died and resurrected, what happened is that every time now we see death, we think to ourselves, where is that sting? What does that have to do? Imagine now if I knew every single wasp I encountered lost its sting. I wouldn't care if it had a house there. I wouldn't care if it was flying around. I would not care. And so as believers, we walk confidently because the very thing that the devil had to wave in our faces no longer has a sting. And so there's going to be, he's going to try and accuse you. He's going to try and wave suicide in your face. He's going to try and wave oppression in your face. He's going to try and guilt trip you. But the reality is that he's only doing that even though it's not even fatal anymore. And so this is why he still kills and is a liar. Not a liar, sorry. There you go, there you go. Still kill, destroy. Still, yeah, he does that too. Still kill, destroy. And so it doesn't matter how many times he tries to present you with so many different scenarios, you can look him in the face and say, I know that my Savior arrested death. Death has been arrested. Death has been arrested. And so we get to this point, understanding that death no longer has its sting. And now as believers, we get to see death in a different light. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. Or, yeah, 54 to 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57. 54. You can go back one. 54. It's okay, I'll start for 55. O death, where is thy sting? Or grave, where is thy victory? 56. The sting of death is sin and the strength... Whoa. There we go. The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. 57. That's what we're saying. 
But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to go a little bit further down into uh, 58. Go to 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And so now because we have this understanding, we can go steadfast, immovable, unshakable, because we know that we already have the victory. And not only that, we can now look at death as not a place of fear, but death as a place of expectation. Because now, because of the resurrection power, we now have salvation, we now have the Holy Spirit, and number three, we now have access to the greater, access to eternity. And so when the devil tries to wave death to you, he's only giving you a counterfeit. Because you know that in death, it only gives you access to your maker. It only gives you access. It puts you right there next to the Father. And so that is our confidence this morning as we're celebrating this. And, and I want us to just stand to our feet right now. And I want us to open this scripture as well. Romans 8, y'all can stand up. Romans 8.1, Romans 8.1. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. One of the greatest things that also came from this resurrection is now that the Holy Spirit could come as well. And so when we say the same power that resurrected Jesus now lives within us, it's because we now know that because he died, and he's now alive, it now made way for the Holy Spirit. And so very briefly, I don't think we do enough and have enough moments in our day-to-day, -day, in our Sundays to Sunday to really do this. But I want us to begin to just thank God and remember for the next one minute, two minutes, remember, and I want us to really reflect right now, reflect, a reflection of thanksgiving reflection of everything that Jesus had to go through, the nails being spit on, being deceived, being <laughs> betrayed. Some people may think to themselves, well, I could have probably died for myself. No, you probably couldn't. You couldn't have died for the world. And so I want us to take these, this next minute to really reflect and begin to give glory Glory to God of his justness. The fact that it should be us on the cross. Not could, it should be us on the cross. Giving glory to God that God be say thank you because you took the, the lashes, you took the nails in your hands, you took the nails in your feet, you walked up the hill bearing that cross so that we could walk in victory, so that we could partake in victory. Heavenly Father, I don't know, I thought there would be about five to 10, 15 people that would be a little bit more thankful, grateful this morning, that would be a little bit more uh, vocal about how much they're thankful, the fact that we can celebrate with God, celebrate and say, Jesus, I say thank you, that we can walk, that we have the gift of salvation, 
<laughs> the gift of salvation. No longer do we stay dirty anymore. No longer do we stay dirty. No longer do we stay unclean because we have a second chance. Because we have a second chance. We have a second chance to partake. We have forgiveness. We have restoration. God, we say thank you. We say thank you for being so selfless. We say thank you for sending your son forth. God, if it was us, we would have backed out. God, if it was us, we would have said no. God, if it was us, we would have rebelled. God, if it was us, we would have looked for a plan B. But we choose today, not just as a moment to celebrate, but as a moment to look back. Look back about how you were nailed to that cross. Look back, Heavenly Father God, on how it may have been a very dark day, but three days later, Heavenly Father, the tomb was empty, Heavenly Father God, and it was finally finished. It was done. And now, we are able to have access because of that sacrifice. God, we say thank you. God, we say thank you. God, we say thank you. God, we say thank you for removing the sting of death. We say thank you for removing the sting of the accuser. We say thank you, Heavenly Father God, because no matter what the accuser says, no matter what the enemy may, may try and say, no matter what the enemy may try and put in our face, wave in our face, whatever it is, Heavenly Father, we can look at the enemy and say, I don't care what you have to say because I have the victory. I have the victory. I've been given the victory. What a selfless act. Not only did he receive the victory for himself, but the victory we can partake in as well. What a selfless act. We partake in the victory as well. We partake in the victory. A selfless act because now we know we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I want us to know this morning that the blood is not cheap. It's expensive blood. It's an expensive blood. It's a blood that wipes away everything. God, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you for being a promise keeper. You said that the serpent's head will be crushed, God, and you sent your own to crush the head. You sent your own to crush the head. So, God, we don't forget. We will not forget. We partake victoriously. We partake, Heavenly Father, and we say thank you, oh God. 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 Oh, thank you. If there's one thing we're going to do today is say thank you because it should have been us. Because we could have never done it. We could have never gone on the cross and say, you know what, I'm going to go on the cross so other people can partake in the victory. But he went on the cross. We could have never bore the sins of our neighbor, but he did. So God, thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending your son, oh God. Thank you for every lash. Thank you for taking the lashes. Thank you for taking the nails. A pain that we could never want to go through. A pain that we would never partake in, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for fighting the battle so we don't have to. Thank you for setting the standard, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for doing the will of God so your spirit could come in. Thank you for being so thoughtful, not just to leave us on this earth, but <laughs> granting your spirit, the spirit that can comfort us. God, we say thank you. And just for the next minute, I want us to do an intentional one-minute moment of silence and reflect.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may have your seat. Just in this moment, before we transition, I want to give anyone an opportunity, whether watching online or in this room, the gift of salvation was given the day that he was resurrected. And so there's some people that may be watching online or some people that may be here in person that may want to come into relationship with him. Some may want a renewal to renew their relationship even now. And so I want us to just all close our eyes and I want us to say this together and I want us to mean it because this is a glorious moment right now because this right here is the reason why he died. We right here are partaking in the reasoning, the very why. So I want us to say this together, but if you truly believe and you truly want a relationship, you truly want to renew your relationship with Christ, this is your moment to not just say these words, but mean them with all your heart. So Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, I want us to keep our eyes closed real quick. If there's anyone in this room that said that prayer and absolutely meant it, and absolutely meant it, you can type saved into the chat or you can raise your hand here. Heavenly Father, we say thank you, God, for this gift of salvation, God. We say thank you, Lord, for those maybe online that are typing and saved. We say thank you, God, because we get to partake in a victory, God, that we didn't even pay for the price. We get to partake, Heavenly Father, in the benefits of what you did on the cross. So God, we say thank you. We reflect and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sending forth your son to die for us. And thank you, God, for keeping your promise. Thank you for the power to raise your son from the dead, Heavenly Father. And give us salvation, give us a new light, give us an, another day to look forward to. And to give us your spirit, oh God. Lord, we say thank you again. All the glory belongs to you. In the mighty images we pray. And everyone said amen. Can we give God a shout? Again, one more time. Can we give out a shout? Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.